Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What's up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps daily college football show that i hope you really enjoy and i've been getting a lot of crap on my show lately about you know uh, uh choosing alabama over Texas. so you know what i didn't do though i didn't bet on him you know who i did bet on kansas okay and i did it on the DraftKings sports we got because when it comes on where i like to gamble i love the DraftKings app and it's because they got incredible offers if you're already a DraftKings customer we'll check this out Every single NFL game day during September, you're not going to have just one, but two new offers waiting on you when you sign in. So you'll have to sign up, sign in to see exactly what those offers are. But just remember, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, every NFL game day, all customers getting two exciting offers from DraftKings to play with. It's a ton of fun. But what if you're a new customer? Well, I've got an even better deal for you. You use the promo code TBOB when you sign up. Okay. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code TBOB, T B O B. You bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's right. That's right. Put five down on any of the games. Don't have to win. You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can go play with those on college football, NFL, whatever you want. You can play with those. That's some of those incredible deals you get. So you see it. There's not a more fun place to get in on the action than DraftKings. And you can do all your same game parlays, multi-game parlays, whatever you want. So download the app now, sign up with the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, $5, gives you $200 in bonus bets instantly. And for returning customers, remember every NFL game day, two exciting new offers from your official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings. The crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 100Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. 
What's going on, y'all? Welcome into a brand new episode of AMP, a daily college football podcast with T-Bob Bear. that's me, and Aaron Murray, that's him. What's up, Aaron? How are we feeling today? What's up, man? Just one day closer to this incredible weekend yes. uh, football game, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty psyched, man. Let's get going. Yeah, it, uh, it it feels a bit, you know, you have a bit of that Christmas anticipatory feeling that we all love so much, right? Where you can't wait for the big day to get here. The closer you get, it seems like time is going slower. Um, mm-hmm. This weekend is going to be a banger. Uh, shout out AMP. We're here live on AMP every single day. Uh, YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. You can find us. And that's where our opening comment of the day comes from. Uh, Laura Petrie. 50, 70, 97 says T-Blab, hush. <laughs> I'll give her this, man. Wow. I've gotten T-Slob, T-Blob, T-Bone, T-Fat. I've got, I have never gotten T-Blab somehow. So <gasps> Laura, um, Petrie makes me think you may be from Louisiana. So fuck you, but um, well done. You told me wow. something new. Um, I mean, she can't tell me to shut up on my own show where I'm literally paid to talk. What are you talking about? Um. But uh, yeah, so let's just go ahead and dive into the games. Again, youtube.com slash at volume staffs. Please help us continue to grow the channel. Thank you so much for everybody who is. We're going to preview three games today. We previewed about 7,000 yesterday. Today, we got the big three for you. We got Colorado, Oregon. We have Ole Miss, uh, Alabama. And we'll end with Ohio State, Notre Dame. Mm, mm, what a, what a mm. lineup. Let's start, though, with where every college football conversation seems to start nowadays, Aaron, and that's the Colorado Buffalo SCO buffs. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but I I'm just continuously impressed with Deion Sanders. Uh, I loved his comments on the safety of Colorado state who injured Travis Hunter, you know, didn't, you know, they chose to be like, Hey man, it's football, blah, blah. I love those comments earlier in the week. Um, I loved his comments about his team needed to play a complete game. They have yet to play a complete game. And yep. I love his attention to detail. Aaron, he actually played the Oregon fight music and crowd noise during practice that week. This week, that is one of those things that you just don't see other schools do. And that's kind of how Prime is separated from the. You from don't. The back here. What schools don't do that? <laughs> what fucking schools don't do that? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I am kidding. Like, no, we played. I, we, <laughs> we, would, we would play Rocky Top. So yeah, nonstop, dude. The entire it so week. Annoying. I hate that, it. Like, come like Saturday morning, I woke up and I'm singing Rocky Top as soon as I get out of bed. Like, I'm brushing my teeth. Like, good yep. old Rocky Top. Woo! Yeah. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Like, nonstop, over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so Do to we be need clear, to start the show over. Do we need to start that over. No, 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 no. That was all a bit. No, if that was, okay. dude, if you believed uh, it, that was a good bit. That that was good. I'm a fucking. Act, uh, then I'm an actor. Oh yeah, no, bro. Uh-huh, that was uh-huh, all a bit uh-huh. because there have okay. been multiple posts about how like actually there, there's one that's gone very viral. It's got like five million views, and it's like this is what separates Prime. This attention. I'm like, and everybody's like, <laughs> no, like you obviously just started watching God's football. People have done this for over two decades. Um. Uh, but I did, you know, I wanted to see how you would react to that. No, I mean, that that was the worst part about playing Tennessee, though. It's like you said, that and even like Sweet Home Alabama, like Rocky, they're just good songs. They're earworms. Mm-hmm. And then you just yeah. casually find yourself humming and singing them the rest of the week. It's awful. Um, now, serious Colorado uh, talk. And I guess they called the show Amp, but I'm saying whatever. Snaps on Amp. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask you this, Aaron. Is Texas Tech better 
than TCU. Can mm. we play with the law of transitive sports this properties be here? Because, because here's uh, what I think. Here's what I think. I saw two. Uh, I saw both these teams in Colorado and Oregon yep. play okay Big 12 opponents on the road early on. Both left with very similar close wins. Remember, 38-30, mm -hmm. that game was actually even closer than that for Oregon. Yep. So the question is, if that is the case, why then are Oregon 21-point favorites here? Like, why, why, does, why does everybody expect Oregon to beat the breaks off of Colorado if we've seen them in similar situations and they performed very similar to one another? Well, I think there's one massive difference between that, that week one matchup and now, which is heavily fading the line a little bit. Travis Hunter's not playing. Like, do you remember how yeah. good Travis Hunter was in that football game? Like, yeah. he shut down half the football field. He had an incredible interception at the goal line. He had over 100 yards in receiving. Like, he was a superstar. He, on that day, was the best college football player in America. And to this day, Travis may be the best college football player in America. You take him off, it's like losing two players. We've talked about this before. You're losing one of the premier receivers in college football, and you're losing maybe the best lockdown corner in college football. That's yeah. that's the big difference. That's what uh, I'm worth at. Okay, and I'm so not saying that like I'm not like saying like I would feel like better that Colorado had a chance to win the game if if Travis was playing, but the line would be closer if he was. Yeah, but there. not that much closer, dude. It would still uh, be like I think he's about 17, four points. Eight, yeah, eight. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying still. If we play with the transitive sports properties of Texas Tech and TCU, yeah. like it's not like it still seems like a larger gap than maybe it should. Okay, Bo yeah. Nix is an elite quarterback, but you know who else is? Um, Shadur Sanders yeah. is an elite quarterback. Like, is the difference just in the trenches that much yes. that overwhelming? The fact that it's in Eugene. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you think it's purely comes down to the lines of scrimmage? In? You you have you have one of the most hostile environments in college football. Eugene is it's a great nuts. environment. No, it's a great environment with a suspect offense line that's given up 16 sacks this season. Like you can't tell me you, you like it, 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 it's, it's, and, and listen, uh, Shadir is, is an incredible playmaker. I love him. Like we, we've broken down why he deserves all the attention he's gone of why he is a potential to be a top 15, top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Like he can be creative. He can get in outside the pocket. He can anticipate, he can get the ball out on time in rhythm, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to create enough explosive plays. Like, can they hold up up front to give him even three seconds to throw the football? Even three seconds. I just, it, it's hard for me to fathom that they're going to be able to do that on the road versus Oregon. But, like, you know, I think I heard someone else say this earlier today. It may have been Cannell. I thought it was a good point. Like, if you're playing seven on seven, like, I may take Colorado in the football game. But guess what? We're not playing with flags. We're playing tackle football with 11 players, and you have to play at the line of scrimmage. And, I don't know if I can trust anything Canell says about Colorado at this point. He's giving them some props this week, though. He's been a little bit more gentle since Dion he called, called that man a straight hoe on Twitter. <laughs> no, I mean, he said, you are a straight hoe, <laughs> full stop. Like, so I can't trust anything Danny Cannell says when it comes to Colorado anymore. That was Dion Jr. I think that he's, was Dion Jr. He's, he's lost a thread. Oh, that would make sense, yeah. actually, right? Because he's a social media... Uh, Savant there. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I can't hear Dion saying that first off anyways. Yeah, I guess it's oh, true. I mean, he's yeah. just bull junk and stuff. So like, I, yeah, yeah may, maybe not. Um, hmm. How about this? Dion says this week, quote, we haven't played a complete game. 
We have not played a game where the offense defense as well as special teams have all shown up in the same manner. If the offense is playing well, the defense is hot garbage. If the defense yep. is playing well, offense is horrible, and special teams ain't special. So we got to put it all together to be able to defeat a team like Oregon. Can they put it all can they put it all together, do you think? I would love for them to. I think I think every YouTube channel in America would love them to. Uh I I, I don't I don't, I don't know. A lot possible. of a lot of a lot of a lot of anti-Colorado sentiment have thrown their mm. line with Oregon this week. But this is where I have a problem too. Like I think people are so ready to jump and just bury Dion and bury Colorado. Yeah. Like we weren't expecting him to win this game four weeks ago. I agree with like, you. Like what has changed? What has changed? Like three if anything, three and zero with a superstar that, quarterback has changed. Still, like if they're three and one, that's a hell of a start to the season. They're three and two and they lose to USC next week. Guess what? That's still a hell of a start to the season. Like why are we so? Because it's Dion. I I get it, but I think it's so idiotic that we we we're not we're not giving this man his his due and his praise in this football team all the attention they deserve in a good way, not because of Dion and, and, and just his personality, but by the fact that they put together a team in six months and yeah. went out there and started the season off three and zero. a team that was one in 11 last year is yeah. ranked inside the top 25. I know, but instead yeah. we want to be, we're, we're just dying to hit send to say, we told you so this team ain't real. Like this Oregon may be a national championship contending football team. You're you playing know, in their home, mm. like calm down dude like it just it's, it's frustrating that people are just people are just mean just straight like people are just mean people i feel like you signed on to twitter for the first time like today maybe like <laughs> what do you like i mean I welcome know. to the internet i don't know yeah, what else to tell you like so. like you are you are a thousand percent correct on everything you just said and i and i had kind of similar sentiments this morning where mm. i accuse because my producer has been very like anti-prime in colorado the whole year he's like He's like, we're going to finally see if Colorado's any good or not. I'm like, you're moving the goalposts. Like, what are yeah, we talking about? But, 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 Aaron, at the end of the day, you're engaging in nuance. And nuance has no place on the internet. Okay. Mm -hmm. You go three and oh, you got a superstar winning quarterback. You got Lil Wayne, the rock of the game to the biggest story in college football to the point where people are sick of you. Of course, they're going to victory lap if Oregon goes and boat races you. Now, I will say this. I think if Colorado keeps it close, that ends up being a win for Colorado. I know Dion oh, won't yeah. accept that. I know that uh, the, the players won't accept it, and they shouldn't. But on the media side, that would take a lot of the wind it's out of the sails. But people, there is a massive contingent of people that are just hoping that Oregon, like like they have tied their boat to the Oregon Ducks to smash Prime and company. Yeah, if they keep it close, say they keep it within 17. Say it's a two-score yep. game, like with 16 points, it's two touchdowns with two extra two two two-point conversions. Um, does it give you confidence when they welcome home USC the next week that that game could be more interesting? Uh I okay, opinion subjects can change. So I dive back into UFC USC because I've kind of uh, bailed on them since that original San Jose State, State game. Um yeah, I mean, sure, like yeah, a, a team, a team performing above expectation will never make me feel worse about that team. So uh, if, if, if Colorado comes out and loses this game by seven, 10, it's close. Uh, then yeah, you're going to feel better about Colorado hanging with the big boys. Like, and I think if they win this game, then they are immediately thrust into that tier one in the pac 12 that right now yeah. consists of uh, USC, Oregon, Washington, certainly who we love 
Um, I think Utah's there, even though they're injured to all hell. We'll keep them in there until they prove to us that they're not. As we talked about yesterday, they got a big one coming up. So, yeah, I think um, there's a lot to be gained for Colorado this week. Yeah, listen, I think I think keys to the game for for both sides. Uh, obviously, for Colorado, I mean, we've you know we got to talk a little bit about Oregon too. But for Colorado, I think defensively, I think as a team right now, I know they've they've played up tempo at times this season. Like get to line scrimmage, go 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 go. I think you want to shorten this game. I think you want to you know do a lot of drop eight, keep everything in front of you, make Oregon drive the field. Like the last thing you want is explosive plays. Like you do yeah. not want to get this crowd yes. involved in the game, throwing interceptions, fumbling the football. We saw them have some issue, issues last week. Travis fumbled once. Shadur threw his first interception. Like you can't let the crowd take over the football game because it can get ugly fast, and you can't let Oregon score fast. Like, can you shorten it enough? So all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, you kind of look up and you're like, holy shit, Colorado's only down by 10. Colorado's only down by 14. Like now all of a sudden you got Shadur Sanders, who is, you know, showed us last week that he's got ice in his veins and maybe he can make something yeah. happen in the fourth quarter. Like this can't be, for a Colorado standpoint, this can't be a track meet. It can't be a track meet because Oregon will, 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 will I think will pull away in that standpoint, shorten the game as much as you can. Try to keep it low scoring, which is why I sent you a bet of uh, of that under 70, 70 yeah. and a half. Because I do think they're going to keep it. Try to keep this game pretty low scoring it to 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 stay alive at least. Uh, and then for Oregon, I, I think I think Bo Nix just needs to be Bo. Like, don't try to make the moment too big and feel like it's you versus Shadir that that you have to have a Heisman moment. Like Bo's played well enough last year and to start the season. And if he just does what Bo Nix does, take care of the football be creative in and outside the pocket, he's naturally going to have a big-time performance that's going to leap him up in the Heisman discussion. I just can't help but wonder if we've kind of crowned Oregon for no reason when they haven't really done anything that impressive this year. But yeah. uh, we'll see. I think this. I think that um, Oregon at home has been very good. They've won 26 mm. of their last 27 games at home. They're only giving up 18.8 per game. Mm. game. Do you know who the only team to win in that streak is? Washington last year, 37, 34 Penix was a master. J lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. They are built for every single moment. J lab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, 
I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, as you touched on, Aaron, this is the first of a series of badass Pac-12 heavyweight quarterback bouts that we are going to see, okay? So you can say it's not Shadur versus Bo, but on the media side, it is Shadur versus Bo, and I can't wait to see how it's going to play out. All right, let's move on to the SEC. As um, Ole Miss and Alabama are going to do battle in Tuscaloosa this weekend, and it's kind of fascinating. Um, Nick Saban looking at risk of potentially losing two games in a row at home to former assistants. And I'll say this, man, Lane Kiffin's troll levels are as strong as they have ever been right now. Uh, I believe he is incredibly uh. confident going into this game. We talked about him um, mentioning that he thinks Traveris Roberts is making the calls, not Kevin Steele. Nick Saban denied it Monday. Lane Kiffin came back, and this is on tape, says, look, man, we saw what we saw on film, and as everybody knows, like, we know people there. Like everybody knows each other. We talk to people mm-hmm. there and like, yeah, man, you know, that's what we think. And so what's fascinating about that is legitimately Lane Kiffin is trying to make Nick Saban think he has a mole amongst the crew. He is literally trying to stir dissent amongst the ranks. He is playing meta mind games right now. The tweets are out of all of it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I keep coming back to is there's no way he would be doing any of this if he didn't feel supremely confident about what he's bringing to bear. You think Saban is, is, is interrogating people this week? Like, bring him into his office, turn the lights off, have a light shining on their face. Like, are you the mole? Are you trading secrets? You talked. Yeah, you talked. Absolutely. I know you did. How scary would that be if Nick Kidman walked into the room, lights are dimmed, there's just a chair with a light beaming on it. Like, I'd be shitting. Deny till you die. You, you better yeah. have fucking proof of my text. Otherwise, uh, I didn't do that. Even if I did uh, it, I didn't do mm-hmm. it. Absolutely not, coach. Never would. No chance. 
no chance. No, I don't know. I don't know if this is. I mean, because we you remember we talked about Nick Saban smiling in the press conference to start the season. Like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that mean he's supremely confident, or is he just like, you know what, this season's going to suck. I'm just going to be happy and enjoy it. And is this Lane Kiffin supremely confident, or is this him trying to mask something? Because he's I've never seen like he's always been a troll, and he's always been more trollish during Alabama week and saying, yeah, you know, you need things like get your popcorn ready, all that. But I feel like he's taking it up another notch yes. this this week. So, like, does he see a chink in the armor? Which I think a lot of us do. And I said this yesterday when we were talking about Clemson and Florida State. Like, I think everyone in the SEC West, just like everyone in the ACC, looks at it as, if not this year, then when. I think you brought this up on a previous mm-hmm. show of, like, if we can't beat Alabama this year, then when will we ever get to do it? Because we know they've recruited at a, at a high clip. We know it's a young football team. We know Nick Saban's going to go get a kid in the transfer portal, the quarterback next year. Like we have to take advantage when Alabama's down and keep them down. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I still would be hesitant of 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 poking the bear too much of saying the dynasty's dead, that the 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 king is dead. Uh, when when Alabama is a more talented football team, and the last time that Alabama lost two games in a row. In Tuscaloosa was Nick Saban's first year back in 2007. It just doesn't happen. Well, until it does, you know. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm not going to stay stay on this too long, but let's just look at the experience Alabama fans are going through right now. Aaron Murray, there are 32 NFL starting quarterbacks. Alabama represents one eighth of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and yet you look at this year's numbers. These are Alabama's SEC ranks offensively. Yards per game, they're 12th. Pass yards per game, 13th. Yards per pass, 13th. Yards per play, 13th. Offensive success rate, 12th. Negative play percentage, 13th. Sack percentage, dead last 14th. Mm. Now, that said, I do believe Jalen Milrow is a significantly better quarterback than the other two, especially with this team, especially with this offense. Um, and I saw an Ole Miss defense that was struggling and getting pushed around by Tulane in the trenches with their backup quarterback. And so we have a classic weakness on weakness. Aaron, who do you think wins that battle? A Jalen Milrow-led tied attack or that seemingly weak Ole Miss defense? Well, it depends on what the game plan is for Alabama. Like, I want to see... I, I don't know. I, I would say at minimum 10 design quarterback runs in this football game. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, like we talked about Colorado wanting to shorten the game up. I think for Alabama, the same thing is like you just want 12 plus play drives where you're just beating Ole Miss up because Ole Miss, like you alluded to, man, I think there's some major issues on both lines of scrimmage for, for, for Ole Miss. And Alabama is not great in pass protection, but they can run. And Alabama's defense alliance pretty feisty. And I don't think Ole Miss, who, you know, I don't know what the deal is with, with Juckins. I think it's some sort of abdomen issue that is that has hampered him to start the season. Um, you can't have Jackson Dart being your leading rusher and then think you're going to win the football game. I just Why not? Don't, I don't believe. No team sample size? Why not? I mean, he's done it very effectively uh, this year. He's rushed for over 200 yards. Against lesser opponents. A lesser opponent. I just... If you're going to rush that much versus Alabama, you're going to get knocked around, and I think it's going to affect your throwing at some point. Okay, that's probably fair. It's going to affect you. You're going to be worn down. So on the road in Tuscaloosa, getting hit that much. So like, there's two issues. Like, is Juckins healthy enough to take a bigger load? 
which I, right now doesn't. I'm not, I didn't pull a skip Bayless. Well, there. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't Calm, say down. Anything. <laughs> Calm down. Can it? Can he take some pressure off the quarterback? I don't know if he's healthy enough to do that. And I think I don't think Alabama. I think Nick Saban's hopefully going to put his foot down and say, "We're running the quarterback. We're running the quarterback." And that's that's that. That's it. Playing that's what I would do. I think. I mean, that's all you can do. Run, 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 and then take a shot. Run, 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 take a shot. Run, 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 take a shot. I think Which, Alabama wins by double digits. Uh wow. Okay, so I was going to say it's uh, that that's what it kind of sounded like everything you were breaking down was yep. leaning towards. Um which which running you played with a lot of great backs in your day. Who could take the biggest load uh from you <laughs> off of your backs? <laughs> yeah, like like really? you talking about taking a load off your quarterback shoulders. Really? Like I'm saying who oh, okay, Gurley. Okay, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Did you play with like is no Sean before your time? I can't remember. No Sean was before my time. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Never mind. So that makes more really. sense. Wow. Shout yeah. out Gurley, man. I'm impressed. Um I don't know. I you know what, dude? I'm actually I may be an idiot. Jackson Dart's the sixth highest rated quarterback in the country right now. He's playing very good football. Uh, I think this is an Alabama team that's in a bit of shambles. I think the confidence of Lane Kiffin is going to rub off on this team. I do not have Ole Miss winning, but I have taken them with the points. Uh, Mm -hmm. I couldn't bring myself to go Ole Miss money line, but I think this is going to be a close one. Remember, it was close last year. And it yep. was a significantly better Alabama team and a significantly worse uh, Ole Miss team. Um, it, is, what? With Ole Miss? I think Jackson Dart's way better than last year. I mean, no. Then he then yeah. he tried to get no, Spencer Sanders because he sucked yeah. like kind of last year. Like he's been elite. Yeah, since but but spring. but but Juk, Jukins ran for 135 yards, 5.4 yard average with two touchdowns. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, but Jukins still going to play. And mm. again, I'm also, I'm just fading Alabama's offense. Alabama's offense has been yeah. shit. Pete Golding knows those players inside now, and he should, in theory, know some areas to push in which to have success. But of course, that street runs both ways, right? Because they yeah. should know some of Golding stuff that they want to do. Uh, okay, so you have Bama covering. I have Ole Miss covering. I'm with you, though. Push comes to shove. I can't bring myself to say that Ole Miss is going to win this game. I'm going to have to have them prove it to me, and I'm going to have to have them bury Alabama once and for all here in 2023. Finally, Aaron, let's get to the big boy. That's Mm -hmm. right. The top 10 matchup, the second top 10 matchup we've seen this year after LSU-Florida State. You got Ohio State versus Notre Dame. I mean, brand on brand. Two classic college football teams going toe-to-toe in South Bend, Indiana. If this doesn't get you excited about college football, then I just don't think you're a college football fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame has not beaten Ohio State since 1936. So it's been a hot minute. Now, they don't play a ton, but they've lost like five or six in a row against the Buckeyes. Let me be very reductive, and I want to get your reaction to it. And and this is not fair. It doesn't tell the whole story, but Let's just reduce this game to its barest elements. Um, Last year's game, Ohio State had C.J. Strapp, one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country, 41 touchdowns, six picks in the year. Notre Dame had Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine, who were not Mm. good last year. Uh, Then you look at what Buckner did last week for Alabama against USF. Okay, we see how bad he is. Did you hear about what Drew Pine did last week at Arizona State? Mm -mm. 
He got in 23 plays and turned the ball over four times. <laughs> How that's possible, I, I have no idea. I, I, I don't understand. Uh, but the point is, think about that. C.J. Stroud versus those two last year. Uh, then recognize that game was played in the shoe, and that uh, game ended 21-10. to 10. Now you have a quarterback in Sam Hartman, quarterback in Notre Dame, who's thrown for more touchdowns than any quarterback in the entire country. Um, for Ohio State, you have Kyle McCord, who may be good, but wasn't even named starter till week three. I guess the point of all this is, oh, and it's in South Bend. So the point mm -hmm. of all this is a lot of elements remain the same, except for the most important ones, the quarterbacks. And it's yep. vastly in Notre Dame's favor going into this game. So I don't know, Aaron. Is that, I mean, is that a bad way? Is it reductive? Yes, but is that like an ill way to read this game? No. So it's funny because you and I, I, I brought this up early in the week. I said, you know, you go back and look at the stats from from last year's game and and first game of the season. But you look at it, and you're like, yeah, it's twenty one ten. But then you go to the box score and like, okay, CJ was twenty four thirty four two twenty three two touchdowns. Um, they rushed for one hundred and seventy two yards. Like. Yeah, they dominated the time of possession. They took care of the football. Like, what what went wrong? And I I, I watched the rewatched last year's game this morning, and Notre Dame didn't give up explosive plays. Like, you think Ohio mm. State with those receivers, yeah, going against Notre Dame, like, oh, there must be explosive plays and go balls and post routes and you know tunnel screens that blow up for like 20, 30 yards, and that wasn't the case. Like, Notre Dame made Ohio State earn it the entire game, and then I, I also forgot this too. Notre Dame was winning 10 to three midway through the third quarter or 10 to seven, excuse me, 10 to seven midway through the third quarter. And that's when CJ shot. I don't remember if you remember this, they had that all out cover zero. The cover blitz. zero. I remember. Yeah. He kind of faded throw. away and threw yeah. a beautiful throw. Like that was like their biggest play of the game versus cover zero blitz. And other than that, Notre Dame kept them in check. So like, I'm kind of with you and you had CJ and Emeka and Marvin last year. Um, Travion played in last year's game two. Yep. And you could only score 21 points and you were kind of left in check. And I think Notre Dame's defense is better this year. Yeah. They they're at really home. Good against NC State. They look really good versus NC State. They're at home. And Ohio State's offense is not better than it was last year. No. So like I was I was pro Ohio State to start the week until I saw that game. And 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 now my belief is wow, Notre Dame defensively does have the athletes that can match up with Ohio State's offense mm -hmm. with, so, a, with a much lesser quarterback. And and, and so, uh, okay, so we're in agreement then. I think Notre Dame yep. wins this game. Uh, I do. What, what do you find as the biggest, and we'll play this for both sides, what do you yep. find as the biggest potential problem for Notre Dame? Hmm. Giving up explosives. I think that's the thing. I think, I think with, a, with a young quarterback who's making – his real first legit road start, like Indiana, I'm not really considering. Like that was like a little teaser. Like this is this is prime time football against a top ten team, yeah. a better defense, uh, and 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 one of the most historic stadiums in America. Like th this this tests your manhood a little bit. So yeah. like to me, you can't let him get comfortable by giving up explosive plays. Like let him let him mess up. At some point, you let an inexperienced quarterback against an elite defense mess up. You can't give him confidence by trying to think you can go man-on-man -on, -man on the outside, single high safety, and giving up an explosive play to Marvin Harrison Jr., and all of a sudden that quarterback starts thinking, hey, I can do this. Like, you've got to keep that doubt in his mind. 
Um, so I would say, I mean, I, I absolutely right. I think, I think that's one of them. I would also say, uh, can these Notre Dame receivers find success against very good Ohio state secondary? Uh, because again, Aaron, one thing I've learned from you on this show and really started to appreciate and watch closer is just how much, uh, what a big difference weapons can make when it comes to making it easy on your quarterback and, you know, if we come out of this other side and Sam Hartman plays okay or not that well, we're just going to shit on Sam Hartman. I get that. That's fine. But I bet you when we dive into the tape, we'll see that the receivers were blanketed and he'd have a lot of yep. places to go with the ball. So, I, I don't know. I forgot what the what the over-under was, but this is going to be a low-scoring football game. Yeah, I kind of feel that too. I feel it's that as be a, well. Because Ohio State defensively is really good. Yeah. Like really, 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 really good. Like Like on all three levels, good. Notre Dame really good in all three levels. Like this is going to be a a knock 'em sock 'em football game. Take care of the football, you know, field position type football game. Um, and I'll get I, in that type of game. I'll give the advantage to the more experienced quarterback and uh, and the home team. We should have our snaps knock 'em sock 'em game of the week. What's a bigger knock 'em sock 'em game? This one or Iowa Penn State? Uh, this one because Penn State's still going to just. Iowa may not cross the 50 in that football game. Yeah, you don't need to cross over 50 under score though. Over under Iowa crossing the 50 three times in the football okay, game. Okay, relax, relax. Even though their best no. tight end is hurt, so they're dead in the water. And they're uh, okay, so, so that was uh biggest problem for I didn't know that. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, that was biggest problem for Notre Dame. What's the biggest problem for Ohio State? If you if you if you listen to your co-host in yesterday's breakdown, you would have heard me mention you said that backs also. I did say that. Shit. I'm sorry. Mm. Question in the chat. Does T-Bob listen to Aaron when he talks? Yes or no? Um, do you, Okay, hold on. Do you want to play that game? <laughs> do you, do you, are we sure that you want to play that game? I mean, you ever heard the term glass houses? Let he is doing that thin throw the first stone. So I know your ass ain't picking up a rock. Uh, except to throw touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, From in the chat, pots and kettles. Pots and kettles. Uh, All right, what was okay. your question? Biggest problem for Ohio State. Flip it. Biggest problem for Ohio State. Um, getting their quarterback. Same thing. They was like, like getting their quarterback in rhythm. Like I don't think Ohio State defense really has many matchup problems. Like I love the way Notre Dame's offenses, offensive lines played. You know, I love their estimate in in the way he's running the football right now. Um, like I think their defense will be fine. Like it's to me, it's like can you can you get your can you just get your your quarterback in rhythm? Can you give him some easy throws to to quiet the crowd to build his confidence? It's like that to me. Like once again, like I said it on Monday, like Ohio State's a quarterback away, in my opinion, from being the best team in America. Yeah. So like that's the big question in this game. Like I don't question Notre Dame at all. Like I think Notre Dame is regardless of what happens this week, unless they get just blown out, is still a legitimate national championship team. Like in, in a playoff contender, because I think they can hang with USC and I think I know they could beat Clemson. But for Ohio State, like the, the whole game and the whole season for Ohio State lies on their quarterback's shoulder. They yeah. got the receivers, they got the running backs, the offensive line looks good. They got a really they've had the best defense they've had in years. It's the quarterback spot. That's that's this whole game. So, um, and, and, and I agree once again, Aaron, we are uh simpatico here because I wrote it as can the O line protect. Kyle McCord and then also like 
if you can get Travion Henderson going, that goes a yeah. long way mm -hmm. towards getting uh, McCord into the flow like you were talking about. So, so already, though, in these answers, you can just see how much of all of this goes back to that quarterback position, right? Yep. I mean, that's where this is all swirling around. And look, if, if you're Kyle McCord, it's a great opportunity. Because if yeah. you do this, all of a sudden, everybody's going to be believers. You're a made man. Everybody thinks you're great. But great opportunity generally cuts both ways because mm -hmm. if you don't do this and it goes poorly, everybody's going to zero in on you. What's it feel like as a quarterback, Aaron, when you lose a big game and everybody's just like, because, you know, I've lost big games, but ain't nobody talking shit about the center. No, like you guys can still go on the town and get drunk and no one's really like yeah. saying much. But like every, you kind of feel like when I would lose a game or George would lose a game. And if I dared went out, which I rarely did. You know, you kind of feel like everyone's just staring at you, like, "Oh, there's Aaron. He kind of shit the bed today." Or, yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 not a good thing, especially, seeing... especially for Ohio State because of what that position has meant for the past, yeah, you know, eight years. That's true. Ohio State and Alabama, um, even though whatever, Kyle McCord's way better than what Bama's brought to bear this year. Yeah, but um, bring, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Mm. A lot on the line for the Buckeyes. They're going to feel far behind Michigan if they drop this one. And if you're Notre mm. Dame and you want to ascend into Odin's Golden Halls and you want us to all believe in you, this is your like. If Notre Dame wins this, they're basically a playoff team, right? Yep. I don't see yep. them dropping two against Duke, Clemson, and USC. Maybe one. No, nope. I don't see them dropping two. So no. uh, just so much on the line. This weekend is going to be so much fun, y'all. Um, we will be doing a Sunday recap show where we'll break down all the insane action. I mean, there's a million different teams from which to choose, a million different games that we'll be reacting to. Uh, on Friday, we'll have the second edition of our new gambling segment brought to you by DraftKings with our guy, Colin Wilson, from the Action Network. That's a ton of fun. Uh, Colin with some very sharp plays last week. Remember, his system liked the Florida money line and liked the Mizzou money line. You know? And look what ended up happening. Uh, and then as always, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. We hope you have a wonderful day. Huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Pat Gunther, Danny Cardenas, uh, Chris Tran, Christian Hunter, Adam Gracia. And uh, we'll see you this weekend with some more snaps. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy duty rotisserie or rust resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood pellet grill. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.